All right, good morning. We want to share just a few moments with you about what all this was about. You know, I kept asking Trey if his character, Rick Butterworth, you got to play Mark, Monique, Mary, Rick Butterworth. Never mind. Okay, so, so I kept asking him, so dude, dude, do you get redeemed? Do you get, like, saved? Do you get redeemed? And it came to the end. He kept saying, yeah, 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 I kind of get redeemed. Uh, I don't think he did. I think the play kind of ended with like him not understanding what it was all about. And so we said, the last thing we want you to do is leave here and not understand what it's all about. I love these plays because they get the gospel message out in such a unique way. You know, when the kids started saying, you know, you know it's what God says about us that matters, it was just like a huge ta-da moment uh, in the whole play because, you know, the world dictates and says it matters, you know, that you're a star, that you've got power, you've got looks, you've got money, you've got a title, you get all that. And then God comes along and says, that doesn't matter at all. You know, we're doing a series, and you saw it there in the video, called Investing 101. And it's not about investing money. It's about how, how we invest ourselves in the things that really matter. Like the, the lesson that the kids learned today was that what really matters is not that they're a star on some stage, but they're a star in the eyes of God. That every person, every person really matters so much to God. You know, the, you know, I don't know what you, you, do you know if you bought like 100 shares of Apple stock like 25 years ago, you'd be a multimillionaire? I don't know what the greatest investment that you've ever seen is, but let me tell you for a fact what the greatest investment ever was, and is this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The greatest investment was that God looked at us, and we were so, and are, so messed up, and yet he cared enough to invest the life of his son, Jesus Christ, on a Roman cross so that we could have a relationship with him. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? And that's what all this was about today. In Romans chapter 5 and verse number 6, you know, Paul wrote the book of Romans, and here's what it says. For while we were still helpless... While we were still helpless. That word means feeble and without strength when we could do nothing. You know, I had the privilege this week of sharing the gospel with a couple of, of our young people. We are seeing a great harvest of kids in our church coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I try to find creative ways to, to express the gospel and what it means and all of that. And I always share with them, the Bible says that every person has sinned. And then we pause because I want them to understand why they need a Savior. And we talk about, well, what is sin, you know? And, and usually they'll come up with, you know, well, is it, is it a lie? Or, or and I said, yeah, that's right. And then we go through, like, how about when you disobey your mom and dad? Yell. Well, if you're to steal something, yeah, that would be a sin. And then, so we talk about the fact that, that we are sinners, that they are sinners, and I'm a sinner, and all of us need a Savior. And so here we are. I said, here we are, and we are sinners, and over here is God, and he's not. He, he is like totally perfect, and we're like totally imperfect. And then I said, now, how good is your imagination? I said, here's what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine that right here, here we are, we're all imperfect, and over here is God, and he's perfect. Imagine between you and God is a raging river. 
I mean, you know, with rocks and rapids and all that going on, just a raging river. And then said, imagine, if you will, that in that river, it's filled with man-eating crocodiles. And I said, you look, and there's no way for you to get over to God. You look around, you can't walk on water. If you tried to walk on water, the alligators would chew your feet off, so that won't work. And so you look around, and you said, you know, if I could build a bridge. So you look around. And there's nothing. There's nothing. Okay? And so that's what Paul says for a while we were still helpless. You know, we are separated from God by our sin. And there's nothing that we can do to reach out to God. And then I say this. Imagine now that you hear from the other side a voice crying out and saying, Hey, hang on. I'm going to build a bridge. And so, all of a sudden, you see from this side, you see this bridge start appearing made of wood and nails. And that's exactly what God did for us. You know, again, Romans chapter 5 says, For while we were still helpless, feeble, we couldn't do anything, we had no materials to build a bridge to God, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. That is incredible. Christ died for... For the ungodly. See the word for? The word for, it means, um, in the Greek it means on, the beha- on behalf of. On behalf of. But it means more than that. In this particular case, in fact, here and also in verse number 8, that word for means this, in place of. In place of. Now let me read that to you for the full impact. It says, while we were still helpless, we were separated from God, there wasn't a thing we could do about it, at the right time, Christ died in place of the ungodly. That's crazy. That's crazy. Christ, when he was nailed to a Roman cross, he took our place. Because I tell the kids, I tell them every time I share the gospel, and I say, you know, the Bible says that the payment for sin is death. And I said, that's where, like, we, you know, we die physically. But bigger than that, it's where we are separated from God. And I ask him this question, very unpopular question, very unpopular question today. Have you ever heard of a place called hell? And they say, yeah, yeah, we've heard about that. I said, well, that's what we deserve because we have sinned against God. We are totally separated from him and left in that state. We'll spend eternity separated from him in this terrible place called hell. But then I explain how, but God, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In other words, we deserve to die. We deserve to be eternally separated from God. But God gives us this gift. And this gift is eternal life. And he did it when Jesus Christ died on the cross instead of us. Now, now I said that makes no sense. Look look at verse 7. If if the scriptures are up there. In verse number 7. For rarely will someone die for a just person. The perfect illustration of that is the secret service. Those guys are literally willing to die for the president. It's not because necessarily that the president is a good person, but of the position that he holds, they have sworn to take a bullet for him. There is no amount of money that would be worth taking a bullet for it. But they have sworn this oath of allegiance that if the opportunity came and they needed to take a bullet for the president, they would. Because in the sense of his position, he's that valuable. So so Paul says, for rarely, and it is a rare thing, will someone die for a just person. And then he says, though for a good person, perhaps someone might even dare to die. 
We've all heard heroic stories of, of men who fall on a grenade because their band of brothers is in danger. The soldiers, their friends are around them, and they'll fall on a grenade and take the whole force of that grenade rather than have their brothers in arms die. And each one of you know this. I may not die for your child, but I'll die for my child. If it, if it came down to a man holding a gun to one of my children or grandchildren, I would willingly step in front of that to take that bullet. So, so because of a person's position like the president, some might dare to die. A parent, a parent for their children might dare to die. But look what Paul said. But God. There's that but God again. But God proves his own love for us. And that while we were still sinners, while we were still broken, while we were still a mess, while we were still over here separated from him, Christ died for us. Same word, same word. Christ died in place of us. Now you understand, it was bad enough. This was the death of deaths. That's what they called it. I mean, it was a horrible death physically. You know, with, with the cat of nine tails stripping away the flesh and the spikes and the hands and the feet and literally suffocating to death. Sometimes criminals would hang on the cross for days in the process of dying. But you understand when Jesus hung on that cross, not only did he suffer all the physical agony of death, but the spiritual agony of death. Because the payment for sin is death. The full wrath of God, all the wrath of God against sin was on him that day. And he did it in spite of the fact we were sinners. We did it in the fact that we were ungodly. In fact, in spite of the fact that we were ungodly. He, he did it in, in spite of the fact that we didn't deserve it. He just did it because he loved us. Now in Romans, excuse me, in John chapter 1 verse 12, you know, John writes, the apostle John writes this, but as many, now as many, whoa, 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 whoa. That's another word for whosoever. I mean, you've got to get this. Let me tell you, the kids told you today on the stage, this is how valuable you are to God. He doesn't care if you're white, black, green, or yellow. He doesn't care if you think you've got something to bring to the table or not. He doesn't care if you've got a BMW in the parking lot or a 63 rusted out Chevrolet. He doesn't care what side of town you live in. He doesn't care if you're from this side of the tracks or that side of the tracks. He doesn't care how big your sin list is or how small it is. But as many, whosoever today, oh, I wish Mr. B would have really got that. Whosoever, as many as received him, and that word carries the idea of to accept or to welcome him, um, to as many as accepted him or welcomed him, to them he gave the right, the authority, the privilege to become children of God. And that's what the kids were trying to show you. It didn't matter if they went on the national stage and won the star factor. What mattered that in God's eyes they were a star. In God's eyes they were worth dying for. And I want you to hear me today. In God's eyes you are worth dying. He loved you that much. He says, to those who believe in his name. Now read it all together. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Remember the bridge illustration? You remember back in March? Matt used this. Imagine, if you will, my story 
Over here we are totally separated from God. Over here is, is God. You know, we're so imperfect. He is perfect. He builds this bridge. And it's not enough to stand there and go, oh, look, there's a bridge. Oh, look, you know, you can, it's more than enough to say, oh, look, I believe that bridge will hold me. Matt said it that day. He said, until you walk out in the middle and you're standing on the bridge and you cross over that bridge, you don't truly believe. It's putting your full weight in believing that Jesus Christ died for you. If you ask him to, he will forgive your sins. And he will. And he will. Church doesn't play into this. Religion doesn't play into this. A giant scale doesn't play into this. It's totally 100% what Jesus Christ did on that cross and what we do with what he did on the cross. In verse 13, he, John continues, who, these people who were born not of blood, he's referring to the Jewish people. Now you might say, well, God needs to save me. I tell you, well, I deserve it because I'm an American. Or, you know, they would say, or because I'm Jewish. Well, I, I have a Baptist legacy. John, you know, John says, no, not that. And not of the will of the flesh. It's not, I think I can, I think I can. I, I'll prove to God that I can be good enough. I'm going to quit and start, quit and start, quit and start enough where God will say, woohoo, you're good enough, you're in. No, John says it's not that. Or, or, maybe, or maybe not by the will of man. Where some guy stands up and says, I think you're good enough. I think you're good enough. I think you're good enough. You're not, but he is. No. He says, but the will of God. This whole deal is God. This whole thing is God. This whole thing about eternity and heaven and hell, it's all God. All we can do is respond to what Jesus Christ already did. Two kids today. Excuse me. Two kids this week trusted Jesus Christ and saved by simple childlike faith. They came to a point they understood that every person has sinned. And I won't break your bubble today, but you've sinned against holy God. Every person has. And then, because we sin, we deserve to be separated from God. But they chose to believe in Jesus Christ. What that means is to believe that he was the son of God, to believe that he died for them, to believe he resurrected for them. And if they asked him to, he would forgive their sins. And I'm going to point to say this. It means turning away from your sin and choosing to follow Jesus, to make him the new boss of your life. And if you have not done that, our prayers today, you will do that. That's what this story was all about. Yes, it's about the body of Christ. But in order to become a part of the body of Christ, you've got to connect to God first. And you connect to God through the cross, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I really was sitting there. This is true. I was really sitting there waiting for Mr. Rick to get it right. And he left the stage never getting it. And I'm telling you the truth today. I don't want you to leave here today not getting it. Because we live in a crazy society where good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. That's bad theology. Forgiven people go to heaven. Unforgiven people go to hell. A lot of really what we would call good people go to hell because they reject Jesus Christ as Savior. Heaven is not about good or bad. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ, his sacrifice, and putting our faith and trust in that. We always have a time of decision at our end of service. And always, I'm going to say it again this week, please don't leave. This is not the end of the service. It's the beginning of the service, really. But we need about five more minutes of your time. We want to give you the chance to respond, not like Rick, 
and leave the stage without it, but to come and get it, to come and get it. My friend Brent will be standing down front here in just a moment, and we're going to play it. We'll have to do it via video, uh, but we're going to give you the chance to come and take Brent by the hand and say, okay, I get this. I get this. It doesn't really matter that I'm a star in the world. What matters is that I receive the forgiveness that Jesus Christ offers. And so we'll give you the chance. If you've got any more questions, we'll try to answer those questions. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the kids got it. This is the most important decision in the world. More important than who you're going to marry and what college you go to and, and when you're going to retire and what career you're going to choose is what you do with Jesus Christ. But while we were still helpless, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's an amazing story of love. Let's pray together. Hey, God, thank you so very much for allowing me the privilege of putting a bow on this and tying it all together. I thank you for the story the kids told. It's powerful. It's good. Thank you so much for the team that put that together today. And, Lord, there are folks like Rick who just don't get it. May they get it today. May they understand that there is an eternity out there. And where they spend eternity is determined by what they do with Jesus Christ. I want to pray today. I want to pray today. Holy Spirit, you'll just draw men, women, children, boys and girls to you today. I pray that people have the courage to walk today, take Brent by the hand and say, I want to know more about this Jesus. I understand it matters most of all what God said.